0: Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Gluck, and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast with Ty Dillon of Jermaine Racing. Now, Ty Dillon just finished 11th at the Talladega race last weekend, a strong run for him, and he is currently third in the NASCAR rookie standings behind Eric Jones and Daniel Suarez. As you hear in this interview, uh, you tend to forget Ty Dillon is a rookie at times. He's had a quietly solid season, ranked 24th in the point standings and an average finish of 20.6, where that car last year had an average finish of 25.6. So Ty Dillon actually having a pretty good season, um, all things considered. Anyway, wanted to catch up with him and see what his answers would be for the 12 questions. So take a listen. All right, everybody. I'm here with Ty Dillon. And Ty, the first question I have for you is how much of your success is based on your natural ability and how much has come from working at it?
1: Um, you know, that's that's a, a good question. I think, um, I think 85% of your success is, is from natural ability, um, which stems from, I think, your alertness and, and keeping yourself out of trouble. Um, just a natural ability to to be running at the end of a race is is a big thing to being successful in this sport Um, but if you don't have that next 15 percent you know to uh, of working hard and and studying the sport and doing all the things that you need to do you can't compete at the highest level and be successful it's a
0: it's seems like it's a smaller percentage but it's a very important percentage so jeff gordon tony stewart carl edwards now dale jr have all either retired or about to retire. Um, what's your pitch for fans of theirs to become fans of yours?
1: I mean, I think just to get to know me. I, I'm a pretty interesting guy on and off the racetrack, um, pretty outgoing, I think, once, once you get to know me. Um, and, and I'm pretty aggressive, and I have certain styles and, and that, are, that are my own and, and unique. And um, as a rookie, you can, you can you know, learn, learn my style and who I am and kind of grow with me as I grow in the sport. Okay,
0: sounds like a good pitch. What is the hardest part of your job away from the racetrack?
1: The hardest part of my job away from the racetrack is just um, I think keeping myself uh, relaxed throughout the season. I think, or, or just keeping my my mind in check with with so many appearances and being at the racetrack from Thursday to Sunday, um, and then you're you're at the shop with meetings and and on the phone and. Um, I think it's important to make sure you kind of detox your mind a little bit and, and get your sanity check back throughout the week. And uh, that way you're fresh every weekend to give it all you got
0: here. I thought you were going to say that it was not being able to check your fantasy team on Sundays. Yeah,
1: that's, that's pretty troubling too. That's one of the first things I check when I get out of the race car. Yeah.
0: So let's say a fan spots you eating dinner. You're out in a nice restaurant or something with your wife. Should they approach you for an autograph or no?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe just wait till I'm not eating or wait, wait till a good moment. Um, but, you know, I always like to, to meet fans at any time, and I've, I always want to be approachable because um, I've got a lot of people that I'm a big fan of, and and I would like them to, to treat me the same way.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, what's a story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage?
1: Story in NASCAR that doesn't get enough coverage? That's really good. Um, I think our, our rookies, um, you know, I guess personally – we haven't gotten as much coverage um, for, for how well all of us have ran in our different situations. And, and um, you know, Daniel Suarez has only been racing in NASCAR for a couple of years. Um, Eric Jones has been running up front and competing uh, for wins at a lot of races. And then uh, for, for my team, we've been running the best our teams ran in a long time and, and led more laps than all the RCR cars combined. Um, in our rookie season so there's a lot of good stories that kind of get washed on the table with with junior retiring which is also a huge story and so much going on in our sport but I think if um, you know if our sport's going to grow and we need these fans to to be attached to new drivers why not the rookie class and and I think there should be more attention drawn to that.
0: That's a good point. I mean, honestly, just sitting here thinking about it, as you're saying that, I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot you're a rookie. Yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. I know I, 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 I probably seem like the least um, rookieest. I don't know if that's even a word, but because uh, I've been around the sport for a while and, um, you know, kind of paid my dues at every level. I, I'm still 25, and um, I'm still a rookie in this sport. And um, so, yeah, I think I think people there should be more stories written about how successful this rookie class has been. Yeah. Who was the last driver you texted? Last driver, I text. So probably other than my brother, maybe Bubba Wallace or, or Blaney or Denny Hamlin, We're all in a basketball league together, so um, you know we're, we're constantly talking to each other about stuff outside of racing, um, mainly sports stuff.
0: So you're part of the hoop group, is that right?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm in the hoop group. Um, I led the league in rebounds last year, so I'm not, not really the offensive star, but I'm a hustle defensive guy.
0: But you're not one of the biggest guys, but you're still getting the rebounds?
1: Oh, yeah, I can jump out of the building. So I think... I think blaney and i have the the best hops in the league and i'm a little taller so i can i get the rebounds okay wow interesting
0: um do you consider race car drivers to be entertainers
1: i do i think we're definitely entertainers when people tune in on on the weekends and and are watching us on tv i think if if you're being watched on tv you're an entertainer and that's just part of what makes our sport the what it is and you know, what, what launched our sport into the next level was uh, a fight on the backstretch, and that was entertainment, you know, and, and um, some of the things that we're able to do in the, in the race cars are, are what really spikes interest in our sport, and that's all entertainment to me.
0: What is your middle finger policy on the racetrack?
1: Middle finger policy, I use it a ton. <laughs> I probably use it too much. Um, it's just uh, it's an easy go-to to let somebody know how you feel. Um, honestly, I think there should be a middle finger cam on the cars because I'm pretty sure every single driver throws at least four to five birds a race. And, um, it'd be pretty interesting.
0: I'd love to see a tally of that, like, oh, look, oh, he's just through his fifth middle finger.
1: Yeah, yeah they just put a camera on each straightaway because nobody wants to do it in the middle of the corner. Some people do it in the middle of the corner, and it's pretty impressive. But um, you could probably catch him because there's enough guys with, with white gloves and stuff and just keep a tally someday. That would be a good deal for, for one of the TV uh, shows.
0: A couple drivers this year answering this question have said it's an instant wreck if somebody does it to them. Are you worried about that at all? Well, I haven't been instantly wrecked yet, and I've done it a lot, so <laughs> I'd like to know who that is. Okay. Um, so some drivers keep a payback list in their minds, um, for bad reasons. Do you have one for good reasons at all? Like if, if somebody lets you in on the track, or something like that, cuts you a break.
1: Yeah, I think it goes both ways. I think, um, I, it's kind of, um, you know, race the way. You want to be a race, the old, old, uh, cliche and when somebody every single week wants to bear down on your doors and make it impossible for you to pass. And in situations in the race where it's really not necessary, uh, you remember that and you, you return the favor and then. Um, when you have, when you're faster than somebody and you run them down and they get out of your way, you remember it because it, you race so many laps and so many times a year that things like that come back around. So um, there's definitely a, a rolling tally on on who's racing you hard and who races you good.
0: Who's the most famous person you've had dinner with?
1: Most famous person I've had dinner with. Wow, that's a good one. Man, I've I've had dinner with some some really famous people. Probably most recently we went to. Um, uh, dinner in Charlotte with, um, Steven Soderbergh. Oh
0: yeah. Steven Soderbergh.
1: Yeah. yeah, The, the producer. So that was really cool. Um, really interesting. And he, he produced the oceans movies and then Logan lucky that just came out. So, um, you know, just talking to him and, and hearing some of his stories and, and talking about his profession is really cool.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to have dinner like that. Um, what is something about yourself that you'd like to improve? Something about
1: myself, I uh, would like to improve. I think I carry a lot of stress on my on my shoulders, and, and um, I really, really want to be the best at everything I do. And sometimes that um, makes in in racing makes me uh, a little more stressed out than I probably should be, and, and I allow it to impact me a little deeper than I should. Um, hopefully, as I grow and, and grow out of being a rookie um, and get more seasoned in the sport. Um, you know, you grow more comfortable in what you're doing and your, and your ability. Um, I think if I, to, to, I guess to kind of be able to to leave the moment in the past every weekend so you can reset and, and be ready for the next weekend. But it's really hard in this sport um, because it's what have you done for me now to to not let a, one bad weekend carry into the next. And, um, you know, I, I, kind of struggle with that a little bit this year because it's been such an up and down being my first first season I think that's kind of the rookie wall that everybody goes through so um, hopefully that's one thing that I, I an area grow in and I, and I know it will especially uh, my wife does a good job of keeping me on e- equal ground and keep me grounded and and keep my head in the right spot and then with a the little girl on the way too I think that's going to help
0: yeah that's pretty cool so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next guy Last week was Trevor Bain. He didn't know it was you specifically, but he says that basically he struggles at times with once if he doesn't make the playoffs, uh, I guess keeping his head up and going through the grind of the rest of the season, like he finds it kind of hard. So he was wondering um, if you have any tips for how you've been doing to, you know, finish out the season strong, even though you didn't make the playoffs
1: um well it's kind of hard being a rookie going through it the first time but um i think my my plan since since the chase has started is um start building momentum for next year and start racing for next year that's kind of how this sport goes you start preparing for uh 2018 um i guess in in august november october time and i think if you start rolling good momentum at the end of this year it really jump starts you in the next year and so that's that's kind of been
0: my game plan so next week I'm going to the F1 race in Austin. So I'm potentially going to do a 12 questions interview with one of the Haas F1 team drivers. Is there any question that you have that I could ask to them? Let's see.
1: Who do they think is more athletic uh, F1 drivers or NASCAR drivers?
0: Okay. That should be an interesting answer. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right, everybody. So there you have it. Thanks to Ty Dillon for his time. And as you heard, I'm going to the F1 race This weekend really looking forward to that. I've never been to an F1 race, so I'm anxious to see um, what their answers are going to be and what the whole weekend is going to be like. I'll probably be filing daily updates over at jeffgluck.com. I'm not sure if I'll be able to do a post-race podcast. Um, I'm told that podcasting is frowned upon from the F1 track itself, so I may have to find a creative way to do it off-site. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to go, but Um, something in some form I will, I will put out at some point next week. I just don't know when that will be, but in the meantime, tomorrow, um, on the social spotlight edition of the podcast is Parker Kligerman. And I interviewed him before he won the truck race at Talladega. So lucky timing there. Um, and it's a really good discussion talking about his views on social media. I think he has a really great perspective and um, I, I think that's one that, that you'll find worth listening to. So uh, make sure to check that out on the next episode of this podcast. That's a social spotlight with Parker Kligerman. Before we go, I do want to give some patron shout outs. And these are people that have either upped their pledge recently or signed up and are helping me get to these races and do these interviews. So I really appreciate them. And this week, those names include Mike Fitzgerald, Devin Kemmer, Ann Hoffman, Amy cuss and Christopher Dean who tapped me on the shoulder in the media center at Talladega last week and was like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, Oh, Hey, so it's good to meet a lot of the patrons in person as well. And, and see all, all of you bosses out at the track at the tweet up and just wherever we run into each other. It's, it's always fun to uh, chat a little bit and catch up and try to put a Twitter face with the name. So with that, I'll sign off for now. Thanks as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the untitled Jeff Gluck podcast.